I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. I hope your week is treating you well. Last night, we did middle school orientation for our kiddo. Middle school. I am shook. I'm also very excited. I think I'm more excited. Obviously, I'm more excited about school going back than our kiddo is, but I just love back to school season. I love the section in Target. I love getting new backpacks and lunch boxes and pencils and pens. I love all of it. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm eager. <laughs> Orientation was very fun for me. We have to meet the teacher soon. I get to smell the classrooms. Like there's nothing like that like new first day of school smell where the school has like not had a lot of people in it. It just smells, it has a smell. I don't know what it is, but all schools smell the same. And I just think it's really fun. I've also been talking to our kiddo about like, are you going to pack lunch or are you going to eat lunch at school? Like what's your vibe this year? Um, they are rolling with me, but not as excited as I am, obviously. Um, but it's crazy. It's a crazy time. I'm aware that, you know, sixth grade, they're still kind of little, um, in that, like, eventually they're going to start, we're not going to be their favorite people after a while, right? Like at some point they're going to cuddle less. They're going to be more independent. They're going to pull away and they're going to get mad at us <laughs> about stuff. And I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not trying to rush into that, but I am really excited for this season of their life just to see who they become in middle school, which is wild. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about stress and stress relief. I wanted to walk us through the nine types and nine different tactics for self-care inspired by the strengths of each of the Enneagram types. So um, really a what can we learn about lowering stress from the nine types. So instead of me prescribing stress relief tactics to you by type, I want to talk about what do we what can we all learn from ones, what can we all learn from twos, etc. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little excited to dive into this one. I really want to preface today's episode by saying that burnout is not cured by self-care, right? If we are on the brink of burnout, we're recovering from burnout, which many of us are post-COVID in capitalism, right? We're all trying to survive. We're tired. We're figuring out how do we keep going on, even though it feels like we should be going slower than this. I think a lot of people are in that space. I just want to say that level of stress is not relieved through band-aid type fixes, right? Something really structural likely needs to change um, in your life or, you know, in the life of people who are in, at that level where every day feels exhausting, that's a different kind of change. Maybe it's a mental health change. Maybe it's a, you know, I need to com really consider how I'm living my life. But on a week to week basis, 
I'm stressed. I'm trying to manage that. None of these tools are going to hurt you if you're at that level of exhaustion. However, they're not going to be a fix-all cure. You could do all of these things and still feel burnout. However, they can offer some relief and some reprieve and some nourishing support. All right, let's get in to type one. So I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. I feel like when we talk about type one, I, I think you're going to expect me to say routine, structure, responsibility, being, you know, doing what you say you're going to do. Well, I'm kind of going to say that, but I'm not really going to say those things. I'm not going to talk about structure, routine, being perfect. What I am going to talk about is having an impeccable integrity and the amount of stress that comes from not having impeccable integrity is astronomical, right? Um, potentially it's saying you're gonna do something but then kind of knowing you're not gonna do it or saying you're gonna do something and not following through with it. Maybe it's being one person with your friends and a completely different person in your family life. Maybe it's telling little white lies that make you feel good in the moment, but then ultimately lead you to feeling like an imposter in, overall. Um, having impeccable integrity is an incredible stress reliever, an incredible stress preventer, because the more upfront you are about who you are, what you can do, what you believe in, how, what you stand for, um, what's a yes, what's a no, what's who what what are your strengths what are your weaknesses what's your truth when when you come from that place it there's so much less work in being a human the more honest you can be the less effort it takes to exist um relationships are easier you know things in your life take less cover up less fixing less communicating because you're just being who you are. You're being honest about who you are. And there's no, you know, when you tell a little lie, right, that takes no effort. But then maintaining that, covering that up takes a lot of effort. Um, so yeah, have impeccable integrity. What we can learn from type two is to nurture our relationships, right? We all thrive in community. We're community, communal people. Some of us need more people time than others, right? That's very normal and okay. However, it's important that you find your balance between giving help and receiving help. And I think that that's what healthy twos do really well, is they ask for help and they wait to be asked for help, meaning, I, I'm available to support others because when we get so focused on ourselves, that's also stressful, right? There's a lot of stress relief that comes on focusing on others and giving back. Um, that's an integral part of relieving stress, partially because when we get so fixated on our own wants, our own needs, we become kind of obsessive and hypervigilant and that adds stress to our lives but also giving to others releases really fun, happy chemicals that literally chemically relieve stress. So if you're more of a self-referencing type and you've been in this, woe is me, I don't feel good, what's wrong with me, how do I fix all my problems, I'm feeling really stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I need to be on guard all the time of, of my wants, my needs, 
actually getting your needs met in that moment might not relieve your stress as much as offering help to someone else. Focusing outside of yourself can actually bring you more relief than being hypervigilant about your own wants and needs. Additionally, we all need that balance, right? We also need to be able to ask for help and receive support. Um, Being able to find people who you can pour into and pour out for is pour, get poured into and pour out for, right? Have having that cyclical support where you're giving and receiving, and maybe you're not giving to the giving to the same people that you're receiving from, and that's also okay. I think that's a lesson that I've learned over my life as I've tried to strengthen the part of me that has two <laughs> is is that often I would get so caught up when I'm not receiving from this relationship. I only give, so I feel like I'm being taken from. And that would become so frustrating for me and that I would want to end that relationship. But what I've learned over time is, of course, sometimes that might be the case, but also sometimes like you're in someone's life to give to them. And sometimes someone's in your life to give to you. And if you are allowing yourself to receive, then giving isn't as exhausting. And you can definitely give to yourself, but also let other people take care of you. That's so helpful and so important. Such an important part of stress relief is to be able to ask for help, be able to ask for support. And if you are in the States, our society is not really structured to support that behavior. We have a real pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality, but I think it's important to remember that no one, no one gets there on their own. No one is doing it alone. And I say that as someone who has really tried, (laughs) I have tried very much to do everything by myself, um, to never ask for help and to only take care of my own wants and needs. That has been quite the fixation. And I have not gotten here alone. We are all like a patchwork of the people who have come in and out of our lives who have offered us strength and support and encouragement. And we build on what we've been given. And some of us, right, there's very real elements of like some of us were, you know, we started in trailer parks where other people started in suburb suburban homes where they didn't have to think about food or clothing. And yes, you build on what you've been given and maybe some of you have been given more. And some of us have been given more than others who who have been given less, right? Like, so all of that to say, we build on what we've been given. All of us have been given something. And the more willing we are to give and receive, the less we're carrying all of this by ourselves, the more stress we can let go. Moving on to type three. Um, The lesson we can take away from the point of three is to cut some necessary corners, to prioritize your tasks based off of urgency, and I, 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 thought I wrote delicacy because everything isn't as urgent or serious and threes are really good at being efficient. And in order to be efficient, you have to know where to cut off some things. What is actually not urgent here? What is not delicate here? And by delicate, you, you know, I mean, if this is done a little bit imperfectly, there are not high consequences to that, right? If it's indelicate, 
I can cut some corners here without major consequences. If it is delicate, then maybe I prioritize some concentrated time to really give to that, but not everything that I do is delicate and not everything that I'm doing is urgent. So how can I recognize what is urgent and what is delicate, delicate and then let the rest be a little imperfect because we've prioritized. This is an amazing stress reliever, obviously, because when we hold everything as urgent and everything is delicate, it's incredibly stressful. <laughs> like, like there is no respite when everything is urgent, everything is delicate. Um, we need to be able to recognize the reality of consequence to where we put our time. Is there going to be a major fallout if I don't give this my undivided attention or if I don't do it fast and soon? Or is there going to be a minor consequence that I can kind of live with in if I let this one not be the most important thing right now? This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Listen, if you are anything like me and you need variety in your meals, HelloFresh makes that so much easier. I no longer have to come up with 40 new meals myself that I have in my rotation, which realistically I have like five, and I'm not repeating the same pasta, soup recipes over and over and over again. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on your toes with 40 chef-crafted recipes to select from every single week. They have things from family-friendly to fit and wholesome, and you'll always find new and exciting recipes to try and love. And listen, I don't have a lot of time to cook, right? I want to live my life. I don't want to spend the whole thing in the kitchen. And sometimes you just need a wholesome meal on the table in less than 15 minutes. And HelloFresh has you. All you need is 15 minutes and you'll be enjoying a tasty, satisfying meal made in your own kitchen. Just look for their quick and easy dinner options. Plus they have quick breakfasts and lunches as well. Every plate is now owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there is something for everyone. I personally love switching between brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. So it's like giving yourself the mixture of having a chef on your team and support in the home without having to actually hire someone to cook your meals. You get to go into the kitchen, put on your headphones, play a podcast, and just follow directions, and you're gonna have a meal that is yummy and nutritious and pleases everybody in 15, 30 minutes typically, and it is absolute perfection. All you have to do is go to hellofresh.com slash 50 egram and use code 50, the numbers 50 egram for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, that is hellofresh.com slash 50 egram and use code 50 egram for 50% off plus free shipping. There's a reason why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Thank you, HelloFresh, for supporting the podcast. Type four. 
For type four, I wrote pleasure or truly allowing yourself to feel what it is like to be human. Um, I think of fours as very sensorial, like having a really strong sense of what things are like in this moment. What do I feel about what's happening in this moment? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it sound like? Um, being really in their sensation. I have a lot of fours in my life. I freaking love fours. And they are, everything that I do takes them 10 times as long. It's an exaggeration, but it takes them much longer because they're experiencing it more. Um, I think about like going to tea with a friend of mine who's a four and um, the whole process was just much slower for her than it was for me. Um, we picked out tea cups at the end and it, it took her much longer because she was like really touching everyone, looking at it, appreciating it for what it was. Like really she was in this experience, like fully immersed in a way that like I rarely ever am. But when I do, it brings me immense pleasure and relief and releases a lot of happy chemicals um, and allows me to slow myself down, be in the present moment. It's truly an act of mindfulness to be aware of all of your senses and the, the what is pleasurable there for them. So allowing your access to pleasure, allowing your access to sensation, is what we can learn from our type fours. Type five, I mean, it's boundaries, right? Like fives are the point that thrives with boundaries. They are so good at managing their energy levels. This is like what we have to learn from fives. One of the things we have to learn from fives the most is how to set a boundary, when to recognize your limitations, honoring those limitations, respecting your need for rest, respecting your need for a break, trusting that limitations are appropriate and logical, um, allowing space for that. Um, now, when it comes to boundaries, right, fives often, as they get healthier, learn to loosen their boundaries. They learn to allow more fluidity in their boundaries most of the rest of us, right, we're having to learn to strengthen our boundaries. Um, or maybe if you're like me, you course correct and you, you kind of go back and forth a lot. But strengthening those boundaries, recognizing what is my energy level? Where are my energy levels at? Where are my resources emotionally, mentally, physically? What do I have to give right now? And allowing yourself to give a little bit less than you have. I think there, you know, every single type has a different fixation on this point. Um, eights and fives are kind of the extreme, which is funny because they go toward each other, right? Eights when they're stressed looks like fives. Fives when they feel safe and they're at rest can look like eights. And so they both are going to experience each other's tendency here. But the point of eight and the point of five are almost polar opposites, where eights refuse to accept limitations. They see themselves as limitless. They push themselves way past their own levels of energy and, and resource. 
and then some often to the point of physical illness before they catch on. Whereas fives, they tend to say, whoa, that's more than I can give way before they're actually at their limitation. And so it's, it's really about recognizing where am I currently at? What are my levels? Um, I like to check in, like, where am I at physically, emotionally, mentally? What are my resources here? And then giving a little less than you have. Not necessarily giving nothing out of fear of a future depletion, right? But giving, giving and then recognizing, okay, I'm not at my limit and that's good, but I can see myself getting close. So I'm going to pull back and I'm going to re-up my resources, however that looks for you. You know, if you're like me and you need to re-up your resources, maybe you're an extrovert, it's like I need to spend time with some people. I need to go out to get out of my house, do some things. Um, if you're an introvert, maybe you're the opposite of that. Everybody's different, but recognizing your limitations and giving, not getting to those limitations, giving, setting boundaries before you reach your limit. All right. Type six, what we have to learn from type six about stress relief. This is one of the greatest lessons that I ever learned in my life when it comes to finding more ease. And I really do think it comes from my six, kind of tapping into that six element. Um, and that is to think about future you all the time. Meaning, you know, when I think about my work life, right, I'm always recording, writing, creating a week ahead. Um, I'm always working toward future content. I'm never making something that goes live today or very rarely am I doing that because that gives me so much room for grace, so much room for ease. If I am always ahead, then if like I don't get to something today, I can always do it tomorrow and there's very low consequences to that. Um, the other thing is thinking about future me in terms of pre-planning, pre-packing. Um, I travel a lot. I have a pre-packed toiletry bag that is like always full. I fill it up when I get home from a trip to make sure that when I go on a trip, future me does not have to figure out packing toiletries because it can be really stressful. It's the thing I worry about forgetting the most. And so I don't even have to think about it. Future me is always taken care of in that regard. And same thing with like, um, I always have headache medicine in my bag. I always have um, a first aid kit in my suitcase. I, I fell down the stairs once at a hotel and they had nothing. They had no first aid kit, no band-aids, no nothing. And I was like really messed up. Like my leg had been really some damage had been done and my husband had to like go to the CVS, buy a quick first aid kit. We like, you know, bandaged it up ourselves the best that we could. But that from that moment on, I was like, future me will have, this will not happen to her. <laughs> and so I always have a first aid kit and I really see that a lot in the sixes that I have in my life. Um, I have I work at a co-working space and our community manager, she is a six. And when the day I, there was a major difference the day that she was hired. It was like, um, like a before her and an after her, you know what I mean? Like there was a major shift. Um, things started getting labeled in the pantries. She started thinking about, okay, if 
we don't drink all of the coffee. I'm gonna put the rest of the coffee into some containers and turn it into iced coffee. That way nothing's going to waste. Like she was just constantly thinking about the consequences of things and the systemizing things better. And so simply, the simple mantra of like tapping into that element of six in all of us is how can I take care of future me today? So maybe future me doesn't wanna do laundry, but right now I can take care of that. Maybe future me is, you know, I, I do the dishes before I go to bed so that morning Sarah Jane doesn't have to handle those. And it brings a lot of relief both to the act, the choice to do that because it's like I'm consciously choosing to take care of me later, but also then I'm never really in, or I'm very rarely in a situation where things are much more urgent because I'm thinking about the future and taking care of her so things are much less dire you know it's very rare that there's like a, an emergency because future me has been thought of all right let's move on to seven type seven the point here i put was play hooky um i think this is a great lesson that we can all learn from the point of seven which is the freedom to do what you need to do for yourself when you need to do it period. You know, sometimes you just need to leave the room and go do what feels better to you. Sometimes you need to leave that relationship. Sometimes you need to take a day off from work. Sometimes you need to walk out of a job without giving notice. That is a level of permission to listen to who you are, listen to what you need, and do what you need to do for yourself that most of the other types on the Enneagram need to hear, right? It's in, it's such a valuable asset to know that you have your own back and that you can be trusted with your own needs. Obviously healthy sevens do this much more rarely <laughs> than average to unhealthy sevens, right? And with much more validity, you know, me when I was 20, 20, 21, you know, I would, I quit a job one time because everybody was going to a festival without me. And I was like, can't do that. I have to be at this festival. That's not it. Right. But sometimes we're in a toxic work environment and we need to get out. Sometimes we're in a toxic relation. You know, a toxic is a strong word for a human, but sometimes we're in a relationship pattern that we're not getting out of. That's not working for us. And we're not we know we're not gonna have a change in that pattern because the other person is not interested in growth or maybe you're not interested in growing in that relationship and it's time to leave, right? Sometimes you just need a day off and you and the consequences can be low and you, you need that day off. And sometimes we get caught up on, oh, I don't know if I can do that for myself. I don't know, I feel really selfish or guilty, but sometimes you just need to do it. Sometimes you know what you need to do and it's okay to do it. And that's what we get from our seven. All right, type eight, I put delegate. And this is like what we get from our healthy eights, right? This ability to recognize the strengths of others and to offload tasks accordingly, to recognize what actually someone else might be able to do better than you. Because um, we're not all gonna be great at everything that we wanna do in our lives and sometimes offering um, asking for support from someone who can actually make you better is extremely beneficial. 
Um, you know, and this is a similar thing to sevens, right? The healthy eights, they're delegating. The average to low level eights, they may struggle to delegate. And this is a lot of times the work that we're doing, but what we can really learn from our healthy eights is how to recognize strength and offload accordingly. Take things off your plate, allow other people to take care of it, um, take yourself out of the day-to-day -day of doing and allow other people to run things for you. Now, all of that to say, maybe you don't own a business where you can like hire someone to delegate. Maybe you're like me and you don't particularly enjoy being a boss. Maybe you can delegate to contract employees. Maybe you can delegate to AI. Maybe you can delegate something as simple as your meal planning to a meal kit like I am obsessed with doing. Um, you know, having some support in your life. Maybe you can delegate certain chores to your kids or to your spouse or your partner, to a roommate, allowing other people to take on tasks that you are not as good at or you do not enjoy as much is only going to offer you more space, more freedom, more ease. And finally, the point of nine, we learn to let things go. We can practice mindful acceptance, meaning we can't always control our environment or make things the way that we want them to be or delegate perfectly or have everything as zen as we want it to be. And we have to find a space within ourselves that can handle the reality of stress and the reality of overstimulation or overburden, you know, the reality of living in a capitalistic society, right? There's some part of us that has to find peace with reality. And oftentimes we create more stress for ourselves by trying to control or change our environment so much that we actually, to the point where we can't, in our circumstances, our very existence, starts to feel like it's it's in our way of experiencing peace and that's where we have to find that space of peace within ourselves even in the midst of chaos where can i allow myself to release control allow myself to be with uncomfortable feelings allow myself to find a place within me that can operate out of peace even when i'm not in the driver's seat so personally, you know, I'm in the season of learning to practice mindful acceptance. I think that's my real like thing I'm trying to strengthen right now is just recognizing that sometimes things are just not going to be the way that I want them to be. And can I still be okay with that? Sometimes people are going to be difficult or I'm going to have to go with the flow. And that maybe doesn't come as naturally to me because I want what I want when I want it now. You know, but practicing that sense of like, actually, like, I am okay. This is not a real threat. This isn't dangerous to me, right? I can handle more stress than I think I can. And allowing that space is offering me a lot of relief versus trying to kind of grip it really tightly, make it control it, make it what I want it to be, find the perfect solution to this problem, right? And so they can just go, this is uncomfortable. And it's okay to be uncomfortable and let it go. But I want to hear from you as well. Uh, we're talking about it on Instagram today. I did a little like list version of this. 
So talk to me over there. What's your type and which stress relief habit are you going to try next? And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you Friday for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.